A conversation with Michael Record, the head gardener at Dartington Trust. So the guy you work with, um, <laughs> I, I, I saw his this, name on this the... This guy here? No, when, Richard. When we were, Richard, yeah, 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 yeah Richard. So you, yeah. that was the one you wanted to drag along? Yes. But I, I, I asked him deliberately in front of you because I know he, he'd say no and he'd be slightly embarrassed. So it was, it was mildly cruel of me. <laughs> but he winds me up, so I wind him right, up. Right, that's so, good, that's yeah. good. But I knew that he... he no, Richard's... Um, Richard doesn't like to be centre stage or anything like that. He likes to be in the background yeah. doing his stuff. Doing so, the garden. Yeah, yeah, so do fun. you do you often work alongside each other? Yeah, we do really. We do. Um, it it depends. I, I tend to be doing a lot more things like administration, emails, um, meetings, and um, telephone calls. And oh really? Like, yeah. It's, it's, oh, right. there's, there's a lot more to it than you, you would you imagine. imagine. Yeah. So when I can get out. I do get out, and if I can work with Richard, that's great, or Hamish or Mo, that's great. But what we tend to do to be more efficient, mm. we actually work in different areas of the garden doing different things, mm. and it seems to work quite well. But for big areas of the garden, what we do tend to like to do is, um, I can't remember the name we used to use it, we just basically hit it with loads of people, mm. and then you can see quite a bit of work's done in, in one, one go. Yeah, and that's quite nice. So it's, it's nice to vary it around, because I think we all like to work a little bit on our own, but also mm. as part of the team as well. So it's just to vary it, not not keep it too staged, so that mm. you know exactly what you're doing and it's boring. Would you would you say like gardening is leans towards a more solitary pursuit, or do you think it's a team? Well, it both? depends. I mean, there's aspects of it that are solitary, which is lovely. I mean, the thing that I enjoy the most, probably in the last couple of weeks to a month was weeding on my own right yeah because I could be there mindful present in the moment forget about emails forget about I need to do this this needs to be done I've forgotten this mm. that needs to be sorted out let's do that One and focus. I really enjoyed it mm. but equally it's really nice that we all buzz ideas off each other to improve the garden what needs to be done yeah so yeah. it's really a mishmash of Solitary and, and team, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. And I really think it's sense. quite nice because I think, I think, however much people say they like to be working on their own, there is an element of teamwork mm. that people do quite. And the fact, I can see, I, I can hear that. I think yeah. if a team works well, mm. team works great. If a team doesn't work well together, then it's an absolute nightmare. That's so even if it, even if people are doing their own thing, you can mm. still feel you can the connection between the group, and it's great because you all come back for break time. So break, um, you know, whenever it is half ten, is it ten? No, yeah, no, ten o'clock, and then one o'clock, and then you can just talk about what you've been doing and stuff like that, and buzz ideas off each other. Yeah. So it's, we're always we're always sharing ideas and conversing. Mm. I can really understand about the weeding things that. I, on Thursday when it was just like pouring it down with rain the whole yeah. day I just weeded and it's, it's weirdly like you get into a zone don't you? You do get into a zone, It's almost yeah. quite, it's, there's kind of an intensity to it I find, you know, no, like... You're exactly right and it um, is, I mean it is, you focus right down and I think that's when you really start to understand the garden or your garden mm. because you just see things, you know, you actually see the weeds, you see the plant, you actually see the plants, how they're growing and mm. you observe more because quite often you can, for me, you can mm. be doing this, that, the other, rushing around, but you don't actually see the garden. Yeah. You know, it's you just, just suddenly, yeah, you suddenly think, oh bloody hell, that grass is suddenly growing. Oh my God, look at that leaves weeding. Oh my gosh, the weeds are self-seeding over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's stuff like that, really. And I also, I, I've actually seen like a parallel between like gardening and writing, because, okay. you know, it's like you have to do one thing, like you have, you just have to focus on one thing. Once you start 
cutting here or adding stuff here, you just go nowhere and you're just, yeah. you're just lost. But yeah, yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, main, mainly like um, the thing that I ask is like if you had a memory or a particular experience in these gardens. Ooh, what would it be? I mean, it may be just you, your daily routine. Or, um, well, I mean, the daily routine sort of it does vary from season to season. Mm. I mean, at the moment, without the weather here, <laughs> a lot of it would be to do with grass cutting when things need to be cut, um, what's looking good, what, and what mm. needs to be pruned and stuff like that. But in the autumn and winter, it would revolve around things like hedge cutting. So we would, I mean, we've got yards and yards and yards of yew hedge. Mm. which it always needs to be cut we cut it once because that's all we've got time for right so it all, it all gets cut once some of it hasn't we haven't finished cutting it right it. but we always have to get it done by the end of february because after that it's bird nesting season and that's uh right stop you can't do that anymore see so yeah so that's it for so you, that's for it you. until until the end of september so right. the end of september um from then till the end of February mm. that's our hedge cutting season and also it's tree work things like um, you know if we get windblown trees or things that need to come out mm. so that would the rhythm would sort of go around that so sorry when does that start the the tree the tree work is is autumn and winter so autumn and winter right so yeah so and so what we would do is um, with the winter gales it's surprising how much suddenly comes down mm. and what we would do is every Monday and probably every Friday we'd we'd have a walk around the garden or drive around the garden mm. and you'd look at set trees that you know could be an issue mm. and you'd make sure that they're okay and quite often you'd find that you have what's known as a hanger so a, a big branch that's come down uh, or is lodged so then and it's we, only just supported by a few other that's right it's just right. A, it's basically like a big branch comes down it's just hanging by like a, a, a slither of wood it's amazing so you, how so you do you do work into like so you don't stop during the winter no, no. autumn winter months no so. no 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 and also what we would do as well this this year we did a lot of landscaping so path maintenance mm. and actually really we put in 48 tons of scalpings it's called it's like um small stone so we had a big delivery of 48 tons got wow. a mini digger um we got a mini a dumper and we got a, a big hand roller. Um, and where, where was that? Where that was right up in the top of the garden. So you know where the den is, the den building area? Yes, yeah. All yeah. that area, we, 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 I mean, that was horrible right. all over the shop. And we've just basically made into a really nice... So like right at the um, like top of the, like the high, high, that's high, high garden, blade. yeah, yeah. Right. So that's it. So we did all the way along, um, all the way along the den, den building area. Yeah. And also where the higher meadow crossroads is just down from there and basically that was so that one it was safer and two it was um it was basically for any people with buggies or people with wheelchairs mm. so they can access the rest of the garden because mm. up until then they've only been able to get to the bottom uh well sorry the top of the sunny border mm, I so, see. so there's quite a lot of things and also so, so connecting connecting parts of the garden that people wouldn't be able to access absolutely yeah so they can now go to the whispering circle they can go to the very top of the garden they can go everywhere that's interesting um yeah. and we have a school with um that's catered for disabled children and we have quite a lot of people in wheelchairs so carers and the children coming along so and it's really nice it's something to actually say hey now look 
you can get there. You can get there, we're catering for you, and you can enjoy it, whereas it's been quite limiting, obviously. Mm. So, um, and we'll do lots of repair work, so machinery maintenance and things like that. So it's actually so even quite that busy. Has its own it does, it does. There's always kind of seasons, really. Right. And what we've just been doing um, is on the sunny border, which is what you saw us doing, is yeah. weaving in those um, hazel wigwams, as we call them. So that basically, when all the herbaceous stuff comes up through in the sunny border, it doesn't flop over. And it's quite artistic, and people like to see it as well. Yeah, yeah. And the hazel we would have harvested in, say, late December, January time from somewhere, wherever we found any, around the estate. So that's another job that we do, you see. So mm. it all sort of ties in, you know, we, we, we think ahead, mm. we try and remember to think ahead. Mm. And, um, yeah. Like, um, when I was like, sort of researching into the gardens and yes. looking back at, like, Beatrix, Farden and yes, Percy Kane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they all seem to have, you know, I mean, obviously, the Elmhurst was still around at that point, yes. so they had a bit more, perhaps more scope. But I was, and money. <laughs> um, but is like, are there really big structural changes happening to the garden, or is it more just, you know, as you say, connect, connecting the? Uh, what did you say the material is? The it's called scalping. 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 Yeah. So um, I think. I've never heard the word until about a year so ago. So that's the kind of stone, is it? It is. It's, what, what it's called is 20 mil to dust. So right. it's a mixture of 20 mil circumference yeah. all the way down to dust. And the idea is that you, you place this down, you roll it, you roll it, it rains on it, and it knits together. So basically, right. it gradually, with the weather, it knits together to form a really... It's almost like it sets almost like tarmac, really. Wow. So great. And so what, what have you used that like for a fit, uh, dust or? Uh, no, it, it's a it's a mix. So mix. basically, oh, right, I see. the whole things they knit together. So like, the dust, you know, I don't know, you can, in science they call it flocculation, don't they? So basically everything knits them together. So some, so you'll have a big bit of 20 mil, and then the small bits will fit round it, and then it'll knit, and it'll just gradually pull together. Right. So yeah. That's fascinating. Well, it's, it I is, think it's, really it's, interesting, it's quite yeah. nice. So yeah, with regard to, I mean, Percy Kane, he was a landscape architect. So as you, as you know, he, he would have done a lot of the landscaping work. So the steps up to the tilt yard and down from the tilt mm. yard and the magnolia steps, mm. he was responsible for a lot of those. Beatrix Ferrand, her little centrepiece, if you like, was the inner courtyard and mm. all the cobbles. And I mean, it was developed to, I think, in a way, not mimic, but be sort of similar to King's College, Cambridge, and oh, those right. kind of cloisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. So um, she was responsible for that. So we're not doing any big work like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, maybe in the future, maybe in the future, because we did have Dan Pearson here mm. to do. That's going to. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Well. And that's, that's a bit tricky because I think what happened there was um, we got this lovely master plan mm. and then there were vehicles that were used or developed funding that but they didn't quite work out. Right. So we got a master plan without the financial means to implement a lot of it. So I think it's going to be a lot more long drawn out than um, people So that, like. that project is still being carried out but just on a much on a different time scale or just kind I of would, like 
it, I would say at the side. moment it is on the back burner. It's put to one yeah, side at yeah, the moment yeah. because there's some really, I mean, there's some quite major work that would have been involved with that. Right. Um, but yeah, so they they spent quite a bit of money on getting him to draw up certain plans, but then we haven't got the finances now to implement right, it. Right. I see. Yeah. And yeah. also. For each individual area, there would also be an ongoing cost. So, for example, he, do, he did an overall master plan of the gardens, but then to actually do a detailed planting plan of an area, say the valley field, mm. it, that would have been in addition to the, you know, and then right, again that would cost. So, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I think, um, yeah, people, people in maybe finances, the director of finance or our states would say at the moment you can't do that. But it's, it's there, yeah. you know, it's, it's there. It's in the... It's in the mix in the, the future. Mix, yeah. Because yeah. I really love the Valley Field, but I do notice that um, it's probably one of the less connected parts of the garden. It is, yeah. I mean, that's kind of part, part of its charm, I think. I, I like it, I do like <laughs> it. But I mean, what he wanted to do, there was a... He wanted to basically along that um, along the stream there's something called a Katsura um, uh, Circidophyllum gabonicum. Oh, is that the like the caramel? That's caramel the one yeah. exactly. And he loved those. Right. Well, he loves them, and he wanted quite a bit of those planted dotted down there, almost to follow the way of the stream there. And also the gunnery, you know, wow. like the big rhubarb kind of plants. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. You, what the um, like the ancient looking. That's ones. it. Yeah, and they just, I mean, they're just about like that. There's nothing to them around. Yeah. But with all this rain and warmth, they will come up. And I mean, they're. How yeah. big will they be? Well, yeah. they'll go up to here, and the actual leaves will be from about that wide, you know. Wow. So what we did. It's about the average size of it. Like yes. A male human. Basically, oh my the goodness. idea was for kids to be able to play in underneath them and just. And I, I was a bit so, dubious. So did he plant those? Or no, they we, were they were there already. Right. Okay. But what we've done is we've extended them down the valley field, and the idea was to extend them such that it could be like a little play area. For wow. Yeah, like a maze almost. Like a maze almost, but a very very scratchy maze. Mm. So I'm I'm yet to be convinced that that's a great idea. <laughs> Because I think there might be a lot of plasters knocking about if kids, you know, because oh, they are really they're quite, quite, quite sharp, aren't they, or not? I think so, yeah, yeah. I think so. Anyway. That, what, what, what rhubarb is that? Is that Chilean, Chilean rhubarb? It's, um, it's a South American, it's called Gunnera manicastis. It's in the rhubarb fan, family, but it's not actually, I don't, I don't think you could call it, um, it looks like a rhubarb, but I don't know if it actually is a rhubarb. Right. But it's a South American. I don't know which part of South America. Right. I should think probably quite a lot. It would have been in very kind of swampy areas. So yeah, it has an probably. ancient look about it, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's just, it has a feeling of it's just not from here. Well, um, exactly. It's yeah. not at all, but, but the, it seems the, to do quite well. It does. The, you know, the Katsura, Katsura trees, are, yes. are there still, there's still some in the estate, There's right? a lot. There's I mean, a lot, isn't there? If you look around the garden, the more you look around, the more you see. So mm. there's some, I mean, I can identify at least one or two in the top of the garden. Mm. And then in the valley field, there's quite a lot knocking about there in different states of maturity. Is, is there one down where the, you know, where the donkey is? Yes. Yeah, there's one there as well. It's lovely, because really as, nice. as you say, you, what I quite like is, 
if I see people in the autumn and suddenly they get a sniff and they think, right, oh, <laughs> where's the toffee apple tree? Where, where's the candy floss? Yeah, yeah. And it's quite amusing. And they it don't really sort is. Of suss, yeah, but it's really nice to see. So it adds a different dimension to the garden, yeah. Mm. I really, I'm also really liking the smells of like the wild garlic oh, when, yeah, when yeah. it rains and stuff like that. Yeah. It makes me. I'm just walking through the gardens and I just feel myself getting a bit hungry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really fascinating. Um, I don't, I don't want to keep you for too long. No, that's okay. Um, but I, I've actually really, really, I've already learned a lot. From, Have you? From is that, is yeah. this okay? Yeah, this is perfect. I it's mean, just what you want. It's really, just yeah. an, really an open conversation that yeah. can sort of meander. And I, that's well, if what, there's any, I mean, any other questions, feel free. Just um, go for the, your life. the only thing that, I, that came to mind at the mm. moment was the um, when you spoke about the ewes. Yes. Because I was wondering how you kept that. So you only do that once a year. We do that once a year. And it just yeah. stays like that for the rest of the well, year. Well, they're quite slow growing. Luckily, right. Um, so, when it comes time to prune them, uh, to sort of trim them, you will notice they're a bit shaggy. I mean, what you'll notice if you look at this, some of these. I mean, there's you here. Is they, you know, they, they put on about that much extension growth already, mm. and it's a lot lighter mm. um, than the normal really dark glossy green. So the, the Irish use the, the the twelve apostles. Now they're different. Yeah, they're different from. So the, what is the U? Is it just a this is common the, U? This is English U. Right. And okay. the Irish U is a different because it's um, I think the Irish U was taken from one plant in Ireland. I can't remember the county in Ireland. But all Irish you have developed from that one plant, and it's right. fastidiate. So basically, it grows tall, up tall, yeah, and that's yeah. why it was planted there. So that basically, it's um, they're meant to be in a kind, of, kind of like a skittle shape, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were planted there to hide, um, yeah, basically to, to hide what was going on in the tilt yard, which was it dumping was bullfighting right. it was a dumping ground also allegedly <laughs> bullfighting and bear baiting not bullfighting bull baiting and bear yeah. baiting allegedly I, I, so I, I, I hear about that but I, I just don't believe I can't it. believe it because it, how, the energy why, of the place is just so different it is and why, why would you get a bull in I mean how could you do yeah I, I don't yeah what I hadn't heard about the bulls but I, had, I had heard about the bear the bear baiting and the I'm not convinced but no. what people sometimes think is maybe it was kitchen scraps down there and dogs were fighting over the kitchen scraps and it was basically to shield the nursery from the kids, that yeah so the kids looking out the window so they couldn't see what was going on. So it's almost become its own myth, almost <laughs> because of its there's consumer, maybe. Myths. I mean, I, no, I, there's low, I mean, it's with regard to the tilt yard jousting and uh, all this kind of. Really, that's who fascinating. Knows, who Has, knows. Is there any like local myths about the garden that they're like? Well, that have sort of. I don't know. Really. Well, the flora myth. Flora. Oh, the yeah, statue. You know the statue. Yeah. No one really knows who puts the flowers on. There's always flowers at the feet of flora, but no one actually knows who. Does it? No. Wow, no one's ever seen someone do that. That's well, amazing. I don't know, and I've asked quite a few people, and no one no really one ever, knows. Yeah, I no. always notice, and they're always is, quite yeah. fresh. So there might be some kind of Dartington flora fairy we don't know about. Because <laughs> also, also the urn, isn't the urn of the Elmhurst there? The or the urn. ashes, sorry. Yes. The yes. ashes, I should say. Yeah, it is, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. It is, so, so that maybe, is, it's, yeah, the, I think maybe it's the ghost of... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I, I you know I, I find myth myth really fa um, fascinating because it's always kind of born from you know as you say a local yeah. land or and then it kind of just yeah. changes as it goes along. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I wish I I wish I knew. I've got ideas, but 
I've got an idea, but I don't think that person would ever admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't say, just in case I'm wrong. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. So how long have you been working at the gardens? It's four years now. Four, four years. years. So and do you, have you seen, like, do you feel like you've seen a big change? since you worked or is it being um, very, I mean obviously things are very gradual in your garden but. well I've seen quite a bit of change in terms of not the garden as such but you know kind of feast to famine in terms of mm. finance mm. and then redundancies mass redundancies mm. and things like that which is quite upsetting so now there is a sort of skeletal feel to the staffing level mm. whereas previously it was much more there was a lot of people more abundant yes, more abundant yeah mm. so but i mean i think these things probably go in cycles so definitely depending on who's in charge and how they see how they see things. How, how did you find working in the gardens like, during, you know, COVID? And the that? lockdown. Do you know what? It it didn't really affect me that much. Mm. My colleague Richard as well. It didn't really affect us because we were just carrying on going, coming in, doing gardening, and it was only two of us. Mm. So we didn't really have to worry too much about um, restrictions Other and people. things like that because yeah. we'd be working in different areas. But so of the what, was it? Did you notice like a lot more people in the gardens or no less, less less at first because of lockdown. And as a result of that, we've noticed that the grass was so much better quality. It was so much healthier because of the lack uh -huh. of people. It was probably lack of people and lack of us being dr driving on it and maintaining it in a way. Wow, yeah, and that's lot, quite interesting, isn't it? And we also, and as people drifted out, animals came in. So, um, I mean, Richard has a picture somewhere, a lovely flock of uh, flock herd of deer on the great lawn so i think they were fallow deer the ones with the, the white bums so oh wow so it's quite nice it's to describe them as a flock <laughs> yes i know <laughs> no, it's good no, yeah so yeah so that was i mean that was lovely and and we've noticed also an influx of green woodpeckers as well and i don't know why that is maybe it's yeah so but yeah a lot of things we've noticed um sometimes it gives you a reminder maybe you don't want to over tend over manage over mm. primp and preen so and sometimes it's better to let it it is let, let it, it go wild because the grass gets a hell of a lot of pressure mm. from i mean for example there's a star tent on the great lawn now mm. it's going to be another big star tent on the uh, the private garden mm. there will be um the outdoor beer garden great lawn sessions takes quite a lot of foot traffic and hammering and also i'm getting the shade from the sun just exactly exactly yeah. so you don't get the rain in there you don't get the sunlight so it basically had a year off or x number of months off mm. um and it's enjoyed it the grass someone said a couple, quite a few people said i've never seen your lawns looking so good oh yes well you know that's the way we've done it so we, you know inside we, a tip <laughs> inside a tip don't have people on your lawn yeah so you have you have you um my last question have you ever, ever tried to um set up a um, uh, you know, wild meadow or anything like that. We have actually a couple. Yeah, we've is it quite hard or uh, more of as like a personal question? Well, we've done two. Um, the first one we did, we were really surprised at how well it worked mm. and what it was. It was some waste ground, mm. and we had to take out some old shrubs and old trees and things like that. And basically, it was take everything out, you know, chainsaw job, take it all out with a mini digger make the ground um, level the ground up a bit yeah and then cultivate it with a rotivate just to find tilth seed right. bed right and then we sewed onto that we hadn't done it, it before 
and then and so then, did you actually like sew them or did you just yeah broadcast sew broadcast sew so broadcast sew and then basically we had like um flat bits of ply mm. with a cup with a string from there to there mm. and you basically trod, trod it down like that just trod it in pushed it in so you get good contact yeah 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 and then really let it do its thing and it's brilliant and I mean, well is that is this in the gut whereabouts it's, in, it's in it's in um it's not right in the main garden it's just in um the old nursery site which was going to be dan pearson's nuttery and wildflower area so where's where's the old nursery i can't right do you know if you go down into the valley field you'll see a beach hedge running along yeah along the yeah, side. yeah yeah it's just the other side of there right that's where it is yeah yeah i mean yeah. you can pop in there at some stage later on but it wouldn't be worth seeing it now but the, the oxide daisies are just about to come through but honestly even i mean so when do you recommend i go go look at it i'd say in probably a couple of weeks time couple, couple of weeks time i reckon okay. and see what see what's what because what there's oxide daisies mm. everywhere, absolutely fantastic. That sounds brilliant. And then um, yarrow, wild carrot, lots of different things have come through. And this year we were just talking about different plants coming through as it matures, yeah. as you cut it at different times, you get different kinds of flowers coming through. So we had a lot of Just naturally from what you sowed. Yeah. And also we did another little strip just below the cottage garden, again, right mm. on the valley field, just below, just below the just below the playhouse playhouse here mm. and there's a wall mm. just below the playhouse yeah, and yeah, that yeah. strip of land there that was fantastic we had the native echium come up wow um, echium vulgare vipers buglos it's called oh those fabulous huge yeah ones. that's it well no not not those not, not those, those ones echium pininata those are the big ah, ones okay, okay. these just a bit absolutely and to be fair i think those seeds had been in the seed bank and when we actually basically you know tilled it to a tilt yeah yeah um that brought the seed up because it's not actually in the flower mix at all right, but you know what rich and i were having our sandwiches uh, during lockdown i said yeah have i got bloody tinnitus now what's going on <laughs> you know and it was the buzzing the hoverflies the bees absolutely wow. alive with the thing wow so it's been really successful so if we can um that's amazing if we can replicate that we've actually we've done We've extended the wildflower meadow a bit, but I don't know if it's going to be quite as successful as those two areas. But you know, that's yeah, I, yeah, because you know where the um, uh, behind the play uh, the playhouse, you know, there's yes. past. That, yes. Those are full of bees and I know. stuff, wasps and everything. <laughs> it's it's yeah. really good. It's really good. But if you see, it's basically it's it's quite, it's, um, it's in the borage family. They get to about that tall, and it's basically it's. Um, they're sort of bluey purple little flowers on stalks and it's quite it's a bit sort of scratchy looking and a bit yeah. rough but yeah what's what's that um the green one which is like the, with the red it's got the red little spikes on it and it's it's along it's on i can't it's along that path uh, near behind the playhouse and i oh, just I yesterday I just i saw there's so many like flies bees oh, yeah. and what, not sure green, green i'm probably describing it really badly well, but, okay, um, yeah i don't um, know green it's kind of very near, you know, where the gate leads to the, you know, where there's that kind of like that unused patch of land, and then there's the walled garden. Okay, yeah. You know, where the gate. I, I think oh, it's like yes. on the right yeah, there. Yeah. It's just. I'm not I sure. What, I, I just saw there were so many. I, I bet it's it's really hard to describe because there's a lot of things there. I'm not sure what that would be. <laughs> Red and green, but. 
Um, I mean, green is Vinca there. There's the right. periwinkle, but that's not it's near the periwinkle. Like the inter- is it intermediate intermediate periwinkle? Like the white ones, the white ones. The Alba, yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's near that. Yeah. I'll have to have a look. I don't know. <laughs> sure. I was just amazed by how how many. Like as you said, there was just a buzz, like a, a real is, buzz yeah. coming from. But there. I mean, this was even more intense. I just I couldn't believe it. And we looked, and wow. it was alive, moving, wow. which is good. That is really which good. Is really that Really so if we can we'll be stashing a lot more of that in because <laughs> that's um i think that's that yeah okay that's a good place to end that thank you very much good thank you for that is that, that all right really, yeah that was really useful